Welcome back to the Discovering Forestry podcast. I'm your host, Corey Lofi. Today, we have a very special guest, all the way from Ohio, Mr. Bill Weber. Bill, how are you? I'm doing great, Corey. Thank you. you Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank thank you for coming on. Thanks for thanks for being uh, our our star of the week. And I got to tell you, I've looked forward to this recording for at least <laughs> at least a month now. <laughs> so thank you for taking the time. I'm glad the schedules could work. Absolutely, I'm looking forward to it. And uh, if if this was what you were looking forward to for a month, we may have to go seek some help, Corey. But uh, I'm with you all the way, buddy. Hey, COVID's COVID's been rough. COVID's been rough. Yeah, this is true. This is true. <laughs> so for any of our for any of our listeners out there who don't know, who haven't met you or don't know you or Arborware, what's what's the quick tour? What's what's your history and how did you get to where you are today? Ah, uh, wow. I thought uh, we only had an hour, but um, you know, it's a pretty quick spin. Um former you know former tree guy turned clothing guy um with a few stops in between but um you know our sort of focus is making clothing for the tree care industry that's where we started um that's what i used to do and that's what we spend the lion's share of our time um working on is supplying designing distributing providing apparel um you know, anything that uh, um, somebody in our industry would wear. And uh, the business has grown year after year um, as we've sort of listened to customers and listened to um, ideas and thoughts and criticisms and um, new ways of doing things. Um, and it's been uh, some 1997 is when we, we, we started. So it's been a few years. Wow. C- congratulations. I Thank you. I- I think I was watching the TCI video and I recall hearing that you actually used to buy a pair of pants, throw them in your driveway and then you let the sun bake them or you, you ran back and forth over them. Yeah. I just drove over them. You know, I let them stay out in the driveway in the rain and my, you know, my mother would look at me like, you know, what are you doing? And she'd get mad at me for leaving my clothes in the driveway. Cause you know, didn't look, uh, didn't look that great for the neighbors. Uh, but that was the only way to really break in sort of stiff canvas clothing. And so, you know, I wanted something that was a little bit softer, a little bit uh, easier to move around and to climb. And uh, that was the only way I knew how to do that. Um, and that was, you know, that was back in uh, the late 80s. And uh, when I sort of hung up my my spurs, I went into a couple other ventures, manufacturing and doing some other things. And a friend of mine actually um, started a tree care business and he was the one that came up with the idea to make clothing for tree guys. And, um, that's, you know, and that was in 1997. And so he started this business and got it going. And, um, you know, a couple of years later, I started helping him out and, um, you know, we're, we're still, still making clothing and still focused on the tree care industry. Now that's 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 interesting to hear because I didn't I didn't realize that those were the steps you guys went through, but it sounds like you really I mean you know, and it, I know it's changing, but you know where to 
where to build the clothing, what what the professional climber or the professional laborer is looking for. Because it sounds like you guys were, were originally um, building and designing your clothing for function. We still do. And we still, you know, that's what drives everything we do, Corey. So, you know, we, those first pairs of pants that, uh, that my partner designed, uh, you know, way back when it was his idea to, you know, put a gusseted crotch and to make all these things that really fit, uh, a climber's profile. You know, at that point we only made about four or five different sizes. Um, but we, you know, field tested them and sent them out in the field and ran them through every, you know, course of abuse we could think of. And uh, we learned a ton. And that's the only, you know, the only reason we know a little bit about making clothing is because we've made every mistake there is. And, um, you know, we continue to make some, but we're, we're trying to, you know, push new ways of putting fabrics together and new designs and, and uh, new technologies. And, um, you know, that's that innovation is sort of what drives, you know, all, all of our product development. Yeah, because what what we're seeing from from your line is a lot more, a lot more efficiency, a lot more. How can we keep how can we keep people working safely? And that's another thing I really wanted to touch on is it it from what I can tell, looking at your lineup, safety and comfort and durability are, I mean, they're the they're the backbone, and it seems like safety now more than ever. Yeah, safety is is a um, it's a driving force in everything we do. You know, it's, um, you know, I, I don't know if, you know, everybody's aware, but OSHA just declared the tree care industry is the most hazardous profession. And it was typically in the top, you know, two or three professions battling back and forth between commercial fishing and mining. And, but it has risen to the top. It's 30 times higher than the national average in fatalities. Wow. So, everything we do is about safety and you know we have made apparel for over 20 years now so we know fit very well and when you talk about ppe and safety on a job site you know anything that is ill-fitting or keeps you from doing your job well increases risk so everything we're doing every design we spend time on um we're leading with that safety you know in in our minds um from you know chainsaw protection to high visibility apparel to fr to you know even just standard work clothing yeah and that's that's something that people probably it's it's easy in our industry and and in our in our own world to get so honed in on hey i'm a climber I need the ascent pant. I need the, the, the climbing chainsaw pant. This is, this is where I go, but you just said FR. So uh, what, what friends and listeners might not know. So flame retardant, right? You guys have a whole line of that, of that type of clothing, right? Yeah, we, uh, we used to have a lot more. We've pared down just a, a few uh, select items. Um, it's, that's a very, um, it's a very tricky industry and, and there's several people that do it very well. And we, we make a few items very well. And, um, you know, we are expanding that part of our business, but by and large, and most of our customers, it's not a huge driver of what they're doing um, or what they're in need of. 
So we really focus on the customers that we have and their needs and how we can make their jobs easier and make um, their workforce um, safer on the job site. And that might be um, providing them high visibility apparel. It might be providing chainsaw protection or Corey, it might be as simple as just providing a t-shirt that has UV protection, you know, or helps regulate body temperature a little bit better. So at the end of the day, you're not as fatigued as you might be. Um, you know, you've got a breathable moisture wicking shirt on that uh, helps um, keep you from overheating. And even that technology has come a long way. I, I remember when, you know, c compression shorts and spandex, that was just, it, you know, it was coming out. It was just starting sure. to crank around 2002, five, somewhere in there. Sure, sure. You guys yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's amazing how far clothing's come. I mean, now they're, you know, there's, there's things that um, we're playing around with that are just, I mean, they're, you couldn't have dreamt them years ago. And I remember when all we made were 100% cotton pants and shirts, and that was it. And the first pair of nylon pants, there, I said to myself, there's no way I'm going to wear something synthetic. No way. And now we have more synthetic or blends in our bottoms offering than we do cotton pants. No it's amazing kidding. how it's changed. Yeah, and you guys have had the ability to adapt with those changes. And I, what I really, I admire a lot of things about, about you and about Arborware, but everywhere I go, Arborware has branded themselves and they show up at every trade show, every convention, somebody's wearing the shirt, somebody's going, you know, to, to the booths and you guys always have uh, some of the, some of the highest traffic booths. So whatever you're doing, you, you shout out to your marketing team. It's, inc it's incredible. Where did, where did you pick up your marketing team from? We, we have an amazing team. And it, it, it's, um, you know, everybody at Arborware pulls more than their own weight at some time. And leads our marketing team is just doing an amazing job. Um, but it, it's not, you know, it's not just one person that drives that. It's um, everybody pulling together. And it's the product development people that come to the trade show and, and talk to the people that are, using and abusing all of our apparel. And it's, you know, um, you know, the operations team, they come to the trade shows because they got to understand, you know, what the customers are doing and, and why they need their, you know, clothes and why when an order goes out for a whole crew, you can't just, you know, partially ship somebody because three of the people on the job site will have, you know, the right clothes and one person's left in the dust. So it's for us, a huge team approach and um, coming to those trade shows is really one of the best places to see the industry and in sort of all its glory, you know? Yeah, no, that, that's a good point. I'm looking forward to getting back to trade yeah, shows and in me person. Too. I love, I've, I've listened to you guys and, and uh, it, <laughs> I get the biggest kick out of, you know, what you guys are doing and the things you're talking about. And it is funny. It's like, we haven't interacted with so many people, no trade shows, none of that stuff. And I felt like I was, you know, back listening to a bunch of guys, you know, sitting around the, the bar after a trade show, talking and talking shop. That's what we're going for. I love it. I love it. <laughs> You've, you guys have created such a company that's so 
so open to collaboration. Do you know, I think, I think a lot of, a lot of companies get, get put into a, a funnel and they're going to go, this is what we specialize. And they, they kind of put blinders up and they make, you know, they make a product or they have a focus. That's just, that's just really, really good. You guys, uh, Arborware seems to be open to collaboration and Always. you've created a culture that it just seems fun, safe. And how do we advance what we're doing? Yeah, it's, it's um, everybody, even if they don't come from the industry, everybody really cares about the industry and they get to know our customers and they get to know um, their coworkers so well that it, it really becomes, you know, all we want to do is, is fight harder and work harder and do things better for everybody around us, both our coworkers and, and our customers. Um, so it's, it's really a, you know, we, everybody gets a kick out of it and it's just a, uh, it's a great team of people to be around. Yeah. Well, where, where do you think this team's going to go? What, what do you think is going to be either the next big thing or maybe some of the newer technology that you can talk about? Um, is it, is it lighter, safer? What, what do you think? Yeah, that's, um, it, it's a little bit of everything. We, uh, we just took on a whole, um, a rather large initiative this year, uh, we are relocating our business a mile down the road and expanding our footprint. So we're, um, we're taking up more than twice the uh, footprint that we're in right now. And what that's going to allow us to do is really expand our abilities and increase our throughput and really draw more people to what we're trying to do the sort of the part of this building it's an old industrial building Corey it's a it's awesome wait till you see it I can't wait to when we get traveling again to show it off to people but it's really going to be a meeting place a networking place um, you know we host a lot of trainings for the industry um, historically for some of our local folks but we bring people from all over the country into our place and just try and foster more of that collaboration. And um, this building is going to enable a lot more of that, which is really exciting. And there's a lot of other bits and pieces and components of the business that we're taking on. And um, both from a manufacturing standpoint, from a product development and testing standpoint, um, we're building out a whole, you know, a whole lab that's going to be really exciting. Um, And like I said, it's, it's, certainly opened our eyes to a lot more possibilities, uh, things that we've dreamt about and wanted to do. And now we can finally pull them off. Is, is this new building going to be host to some of the artifacts and some of like a museum portion? Yes, indeed. There's uh, there's some great pieces. Actually, I talked to Joe about it a while ago. Um, there's, yeah, there, there's a, some wall space that's, cordoned off for a few things or some floor space that's cordoned off for a few things. There's going to be quite an arsenal of um, history and homage to, you know, arboriculture. And um, there's some of my, you know, longtime friends that are helping out and um, it's going to be a, it's going to be a really fun experience. And that's really what our job is to educate more people about the industry and to draw more people here and train more people. We want to put in a whole climbing center so we can bring some people that um, maybe not familiar with our industry, but 
really like to get up off the ground and maybe become some of the next workforce. Um, there's a lot of things that we'd like to do, you know, um, bringing, you know, young people into this industry and um, more women into the industry. There's a whole host of uh, initiatives that we're taking on that are pretty exciting. People talk about doing it, Bill. We're You're doing, doing it. it. We're doing it, Corey. So the building, I assume everything's starting to come together. Is there an anticipated open date or once the, once the viruses? You know, we, um, we typically have a big warehouse sale at the end of September. We call it our brat fest because we cook about a thousand bratwursts and it goes all weekend and we cook a giant hog in the parking lot and stuff the hog with whole chickens and stuff the chickens with bratwurst. It's a, you know, vegetarian's nightmare, but uh, it is, it's sort of the big gathering for Arborware and it's a big sale. And we do, like I said, training and we have music and their speakers and, um, we will most likely have that be our grand opening if, uh, we can pull off our move successfully. So, um, we've got a lot of work to do between now and then, but it's a great, like I said, it's a great old industrial building with lots of overhead cranes and lots of windows and lots of space and, and, uh, it's the whole team is very excited. That, that's so cool to hear that you guys are st- still staying true. You're embracing the industry and you're trying to educate and raise the bar. Be, you know, ultimately, like you said, I mean, this is, this is the, the most dangerous industry that folks can be in. And it sounds like Arborware is really doing their part to help educate and then raise, raise the caliper of, of, of worker out there. So, <sighs> We got to do our part. And, and that's, you know, the last thing I want to do is read about friends of mine that I've known that, uh, you know, suffered from an accident or even worse. And it's happened. It's happened already. And it uh, it takes your breath away when you find out or when you learn things like this. And, you know, we all have to do our part and we have to get people home and we got to, you know, educate people on why and if there's little things that we can do that can help nudge the statistics one way or the other, you know, increase safety in a job site. You know, we used to, it's funny, we used to make all of our clothes, there were all these dark colors. And finally, one safety director said to me at one point, he said, you know, we're wearing all these dark uniforms. Why are we camouflaging our guys? You know, you're in a low light drop zone and um, everybody's wearing dark clothing. You know, people are going to get hurt and you don't know where people are. Or somebody, you know, is up in a tree, gets stuck up in a tree, and it's hard to see them right in the canopy. So, you know, I'd say six, seven years ago, we didn't do anything in these bright colors. Now our place looks like a, you know, a highlighter factory. So um, <laughs> those things help, though. They make people more visible. And so if we can nudge those statistics, you know, every little bit and affect safety, that's um, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, and it takes it takes everybody. I it mean, you guys, you guys are really doing it, and the mission that you're up against, I think you're not against. I, I think the mission that you're supporting is a noble one, and it it needs to happen. I think um, you know, as we've we've talked about many times on this podcast, a lot of a lot of folks stumble into this industry, and knowing people and businesses like yours are just trying to promote safety promote production promote something that's that's more sustainable that's huge 
that's huge, especially with the next, you know, whatever the next generation is, or, or kids just getting out of getting out of high school, tech school, college, whatever it is, to know that you guys can be that beacon and everybody's kind of collaborating around you or through you. That's huge. Well, how can we expect, you know, parents to want their children to go into this industry if it's the leading most hazardous profession? I mean, how, you know, and how can you uh, knowingly bring people in and let them work for companies that are using unsafe practices or, you know, there's, there's a lot of ways to get safer and um, we have to do our job in bringing people together that share that and that want to learn and want to improve. And, you know, it's not just the folks that are going to the shows and getting the CEUs. It's, it's a lot of the other people that can't make it there that we've got to look out for and sort of, you know, raise the tide and raise it for everybody. And if we can do that and really bring this industry into a safer light, then it, it makes sense for everybody. It's better, better for everybody. You're going to attract a more professional, change what we're doing into a profession. Indeed. Indeed. Do you know, I think even, even as you look across some of the other things like construction PPE, and I'm sure you got, I'm sure Arborware is looking everywhere, construction, uh, mechanics, just, just everything. It's all tied together so much that I think we would be doing a great disservice if we weren't looking to say, how are mechanics using their clothing? Or what sure. is what is a construction site doing that maybe we're not in the tree industry because we, we just haven't been exposed to it? Sure, sure. There's so many industries that take safety at a different level. I mean, look at what the military do. I mean, there's technologies being used in the military that that are so far light years ahead of what's, you know, used in everyday uh, work life. So, you know, we, we do some things that, um, that have some appeal there. And uh, like you said, in construction, um, there's, there's even things recreationally that make sense that people are spending more time, money and research on that can be applied more into our industry. Mm. You know, the tree care industry historically is, has, you know, it, it took a while for it to change. Um, you know, again, 20 years ago, it was all, you know, cotton pants and cotton shirts and, and, you know, big, heavy Carl Kummerling sweatshirts. And, uh, you know, it's changed a lot. It's changed. And every year there's some new twist or new company or new style or new fabric that's being used. And that's what keeps everybody, you know, innovating and pushing each other. And, and it's exciting. It is exciting. And it's all, I think it's all changes for the better. Sure. You know, it's, it's easy to go down the, the, the old soldier route and just, yeah, I remember the good old days of this and that, yep. but what, what's really going on. And this is, this is why it's such a, a, a cool time to be in this industry is like you said, new things are coming out every season. We're sure. looking at things different. Um, as, as, as we start to kind of wrap up here, Bill, it, first off, you guys are amazing. You do, you do everything great. Is, is there anything that you want our listeners or maybe people who are contemplating getting into the industry or maybe getting into uh, the safety or the textile industry component of what we do, any advice for them? Anything you'd like to, to let people know? You know, I, shoot, anything's, uh, anything's possible. 
And <laughs> if, if a, you know, if a guy like me that used to climb trees can, you know, find his way through building a company like this, everybody has a right to do stuff like this. And, and I guess I would just say that this industry, as you know, and we were talking earlier, that it's, it's one of the most unique industries around. There's so much sharing and collaboration. Um, and, and we rely on that, you know, every day, every week, every month for our business. And we work with people and we draw people in, we help people and we ask for help. And, um, you know, that goes for anybody. Anybody needs help. It's just a phone call away. And, uh, you know, you can call us, you can call anybody that works with us. Um, and I, you know, I give you a list of 30 other people to call and say, Hey, why don't you pick their brain on this idea? Um, so yeah, I, I can't say enough good things about this industry. I can't say enough good things about the people in it. Um, it's what keeps us all going and, uh, it's, it's still so exciting for us. It's still sort of like the first day of work, you know, and, um, what's, what's the day going to bring? So, yeah, I just, uh, bring it on. I, I encourage anybody, anybody to get into this business, to get doing something that they want to do and, and chase down a dream and make it happen. Goosebumps. <laughs> Bill Weber here. Uh, hey. it's, I just, we can't, we can't thank you enough for taking the time. You're, you're busy, important man. I can't tell you, everybody looks up to you. You're well-respected, at least in the circles that I've been in, but I don't. <laughs> you must not get out much, Corey, because, you know, <laughs> but I, I, I think the world of you and, and Joe and, and what you guys are doing, um, love to help support you guys in any way. And, and the more people we can turn on to what you're doing and, and the gaps that you guys are filling right now um, are terrific because people are really jonesing to get out and get back seeing people and talking to people and um, hearing, you know, a couple of, couple of folks just banner back and forth. It's uh, it's brought a lot of enjoyment to me listening to your earlier podcast. So keep, keep it up. Awesome, Bill. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we'll be in touch soon. Sounds good, Corey. Thanks buddy. Take care. Say goodbye to Joe. Yep. Will do. Bye-bye. Hey, great topic today. Yes, and lots of good information. Yeah, probably one of our best yet. If you enjoyed the podcast or have topics you would like to discuss, please send them to discoveringforestry at gmail.com. And please hit the subscribe button and tell a friend. Thanks, guys, uh, for tuning in. Until next time, I'm Joe. And I'm Corey. Signing, Signing out. out.